morning to y'all. Today, we get, we get a lot of wisdom from, from this Pharisee and this Sanhedrin named Gamaliel. Um, Gamaliel was, he was a well-known teacher of the time, um, very, very known for his wisdom. And I think he imparts a very particular bit of wisdom um, to the Pharisees and to the people of Israel, um, and I think to us today as well. See, and we can tell the people, the Pharisees were priests. They were men of the church. So obviously, at least at some point in their lives, they, they, they sought to do the will of God. That was what their whole purpose was. They wanted to seek to, to follow the law, which was God's will for them. They were seeking the Lord. Somewhere along that, though, it seems like they stopped following what God wanted, or at least they stopped seeking what God wanted, and they were seeking what they thought to be the case. They were kind of narrowly focused on what they thought had to be true. This has to be what God wants. And so we're going to go through with that, and we're not going to stop at anything until we get to that. Gamaliel kind of has to take a step back and say, look, we're, we're seeking to do what God wants. There are these other people who said they were the Messiah, and they all went away. They, they, they ended up dying off. They, they, the people disbanded. They didn't come to anything. If these people, who these apostles, if they, are, if they're, if they say that they're the, 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 the disciples of the chosen one, and they're not actually that, then they're going to kill themselves off. They're not going to. They're not going to succeed because God's going to succeed. But if this is true, if these people are actually of God, then we're not. We're not doing God's will anymore. We're fighting against God. If this is actually what God wants, the only way that we can know that is if we take a step back and notice. All right, am I seeking what God wants, or am I seeking what I think God? And it's easy in times of difficulty to think, God surely can't want this. This is what has to be the case. This is how things should be. And so this is what I'm going to see. And so I think in our life, now we can think, obviously God wants us to do all these things. He, he wants our life to be a certain way. He wants all these restrictions to be off. He wants us to be able to come to Mass. He wants us to do all these things, um, which, which is true. He does desire all these things, but we can't put... His will for us in the present moment beneath how we think things should be. Like following the, the example of Gamaliel, we should ex examine the situation we're in and see how, what is God doing, what is God speaking to me in this particular situation. And it may not seem like a good situation with whatever struggle, whatever the fear, the anxiety, whatever's going on in our hearts. It's probably not a good situation. It's probably not a pleasant situation. Because it's in those moments where we seek to put our will above the Lord's. The gospel, the apostle Jesus has the fathers of the two fish, and they're thinking, how can we, what can God do? What can Jesus do with this? Andrew even says, we have these five loaves and these two fish, but what good are these for so many people? Obviously, this isn't good, this isn't enough. God's favorite thing is to surprise us, to take our little imperfect attempts, our imperfect offerings, our little weak, feeble attempts at following Him and at praying and uniting ourselves to Him, and making them something great, making it something in abundance. Jesus takes the five loaves and the two fish and multiplies it such that everyone is fed to satisfaction and there's an abundance left over. If we seek what the Lord wants, and we make those these meager little offerings of our day-to-day -day life in faith, 
Jesus is going to multiply. Jesus is going to create an overabundance. Especially at a time when we feel like, gosh, God can't be here. God can't desire this. Those are the moments when the overabundance happens. Gamaliel has a lot of wisdom. Seeking what the Lord wants over anything. Over what we want. And allowing the will of God in humility and in submission and in trust to unfold in our lives. Gamaliel had a famous student, a famous Jewish student, who was the top of his class, the most zealous of all the people in the law. That student was Paul. And Paul, I think, take, took to heart what Gamaliel is teaching right here. He saw how God was working, and he followed that with everything. He left everything that needed to be familiar, went into this unknown territory, he went to these people he was trying to persecute. And we see what God did through that. He turned Paul into the greatest evangelist the church has ever known. Still writing to us today. Whenever we make these feeble little attempts to, to seek what, to, what God desires, to do what God wants us to do in our life, to take the time to take the time of silence, to ask God, God, what do you want of me? What are you trying to do in my life? So much more than we expect is going to happen. So much more transformation occurs in our hearts and in the lives of the people who we encounter. Our little five loaves and two fish becomes an abundance of food. The Lord desires to do that in each one of our lives today. May we follow this wisdom of Gamaliel, embodied in Paul, embodied by the apostles, seeking to do what God wants before all else. Um, seeking to ask God, how are you acting? What do you desire me to do right here, right now, today? We pray for the grace to be able to hold fast to that, even when it's hard, and to trust that God is working in our lives.